This is IsAware, powered by Intersoft Associates. IsAware is your connection to exploring the systems and software that power businesses like yours with expert insight, experience, and advice. Welcome back to IsAware. I'm Chris Bentliff, and I'm here with High Goldstoff and Abe Unger. And guys, today we're talking about legacy software. And a lot of things come to mind for me when I think about legacy software as a person who spends a lot of his time with technology and running businesses and helping businesses run with technology. Let's get a baseline sensibility about things from your perspective. What do you mean when we talk about what is legacy software? Um, there, there are a lot of things that would qualify as legacy software, but the basic one is software that's been in use for five, six years, which is you know, the, the minimum for the average lifespan of some software, especially software that you've had, um, you know, developed for yourself. Uh, so I think it's five or six. It's, you know, it, it's really older software, uh, either sitting on a platform that is not supported or it doesn't meet the needs of the business. When you talk about software that's been uh, developed yourself, so that's different between that's different than like an operating system. That's different than uh, your favorite app that you use on your computer. You're talking about something that maybe has been custom built for you. Sure, but it applies to the the, the two items you mentioned. You know, um, Windows XP is a legacy operating system. People still use it um, for a number of reasons, and you know. Typically, older software, which comes back to the you know, to the theme, typically just older software, and it's got so many issues with it, as does Windows Seven, as will Windows Eight. So those all have you know um, uh, running on those operating systems will, in fact, um, you know, cause other problems with software that runs on them. Right, but it is something you'll definitely notice in in your apps on your phone. You get a new phone and all of a sudden three, four, five of your apps no longer work or they're not even installed anymore because they're not supported on your current, you know, your current phone OS or your current phone phone model. The same thing happens with software. The only difference is, um, like I was saying, many people just will continue using those old operating systems long after support has expired because they have an old system that's working on that and just doesn't work. You know, works in Windows XP, it works in Windows, uh, it doesn't work in Windows 10. So, okay, we can't go to Windows 10. We'll have to stay with that old Windows XP box. But now you can't get security updates. You become vulnerable. And that's the kind of thing where you really need to go in there and sort of fix that. And many times, you know, there there are upgrades available to move you into newer OSs. Or it may mean, uh, you know, rewriting the software or changing the software so that it can interface with the newer versions of Windows. Or any other OS, whether it's uh, you know Apple or Mac or you know. and also generally older software, no matter what incarnation, uh, doesn't make use of the you know newer services available that make your life you know faster, better, cheaper. You know, let things run um, more quickly, uh, do so much more to improve you know your business. Let's unpack this a little bit because uh, Abe brought up a great illustration, which is our phones which I think we're on a, a faster sort of uh, upgrade cycle with phones. Even those of us who hang on to the same phone for five or six years, we realize at some point, because the operating systems will no longer work, you can't even upgrade, we're sort of promoted or encouraged to upgrade. The same isn't necessarily true in business, where if we build some sort of system that runs on XP, hi, you mentioned XP, 
I mean, it's more than 20 years old at this point, and there are still businesses that are running on it, in part because they've built an infrastructure around it. Talk to me about the cost of not. So when I'm thinking about that and I think, oh, we'd have to do this and this and this and this, this. it's fine as it is. I have this perception that it's fine as it is. And you've talked a little bit about some of the security things or performance things. But what what are the risks that I'm running in staying with legacy software and in not having a more proactive uh, stance around upgrades? Um, two, two points to what you made. One of the one of the things you you didn't quite say, but you know it's good enough. It's okay it means it's good enough. And in today's fast moving age with a lot of competition, you know, good enough is just not good enough. Good I mean, enough you can be beaten up by your competition, and um, the problem with that is again uh, just a, a, an older operating system. If you're operating, if you're working on that. It just has so many security vulnerabilities that it makes it so much easier for you to get hacked. And the cost of that can be enormous. You know, uh, you can lose data, you know, and what's the value of your data? And your backups may not be good, may not be adequate because um, the newer backup solutions won't work on that in that environment. So, you know, the ones that are, um, uh, that are chronicle that are chronological, that are you know dated, so you can you know restore a file as it looked a year ago, and and those are proper practices. And there are so many other services in the cloud um, that you just can't make full use of uh, with um, an older operating system or older software that may have been you know developed more recently, and you know some of those services are just not there you know, or they're just not that easy to do. And it, it may need to be, you know, a, a re-architecture or some minor changes to it, you know, equivalent to putting the code of paint, the code of paint on it. Right. Also, the, the people don't like to think about the disaster or disaster recovery. But when that does happen, and uh, you know, notice I didn't say if, um, but when that happens, yes. the older your hardware, the older your software, the harder it's going to be to recover uh, in that world. And you can be down for days, if not weeks, before you can get back up and running, especially when you're dealing with old hardware and old software that just takes forever to get back up. And, you know, the newer environments that are out there give you that redundancy that you can be back up in sometimes even hours or or less. So uh, definitely something that you want to look into in terms of reliability and disaster recovery. IsAware is powered by Intersoft Associates, your software consultancy that will help you to maximize revenues, reduce costs, and streamline work processes with the right IT solutions. Intersoft Associates delivers strategic consulting and custom software development, together with support and enhancement to help modernize and manage the software that helps your business run. Visit us at intersoftassociates.com. Hi, you mentioned earlier, you know, maybe five or six years. Is that a... Is there a kind of magical time frame that I should keep in mind or that you guys advise? Maybe it's every three or four or five years I should start to look at my platforms or what? what's the kind of best practice that you have in mind? Well, you should always look at how you can improve your business. And, you know, and certainly if you're using technology that is no longer supported, um, you know, then, you know, you, 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 you want to go ahead and, and at least investigate What's involved? Uh, you know, we have a client now 
that actually um, develops software, you know, has a package for a particular industry, mm. and it only works in Internet Explorer, mm. which is a dead, which is a dead operate, which is a dead browser. Now they're able to get it working, but for them, it's a huge competitive disadvantage. Um, the their clients aren't buying computers that support with uh, Internet Explorer. Uh, they're buying Windows 10 computers as they upgrade. And at some point, Microsoft won't support Internet Explorer, so their clients will be able to use their software, which is a calamity for them. And you know, we're in fact helping them, uh, re uh, helping them replatform, not quite replatform, modify their software, actually in a very novel way that you know that Abe came up with was to uh, update it in place, you know, not do a complete rewrite, but update it in place, leveraging all their business processes. And just allowing it to work in current browsers like Chrome, like Firefox, like Edge, um, it, the cost of doing it is much is much less. The um, the hidden cost, the soft cost of testing, is you know drastically reduced because we're using their existing business processes. So we're not rewriting that. And then risk mitigation is 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 huge because the odds of it failing in their particular industry, which is healthcare related, you know, is is unthinkable. Yes. And that that whole risk just goes away. Do you have a process? Uh, Abe, you mentioned that Abe had kind of figured out a novel way. Talk to me about it. So if I'm a client and I come to you and I say, guys, I got an issue. Everything over here, you know, only runs on Explorer or on XP or whatever. How do I, how do you start to engage with me? How do you start to help me see the possibilities and get to a, an end zone that feels good for both of us? Right. So the, in, in this case, we met with a client, talked about what it is that they have, you know, what kind of product, what technologies they're using. Um, and they had spoken to other firms and the quotes were simply, you know, just rewrite the whole thing, start from scratch. You know, you, maybe you can grab some code, but basically rewrite the whole thing, um, which, you know, as a large application is not something that's necessarily feasible. Um, where you can't just scrap an entire application and start from scratch. So, <clears throat> but because we saw what, the, what kind of code they were using and understood what it was they were doing and what they were trying to accomplish. So we were able to come up with a plan that allowed them to, as I was saying, an in-place upgrade where we can upgrade pages, each page one at a time, so that you change that one specific page. And now that one page supports newer browsers. So even though the entire app won't support the newer browsers yet, but that gives you the ability to move through the project and you don't have that downtime of, oh, we got to take down the entire app and rebuild it. We do this page by page. So it becomes manageable. It's small pieces. Things can go into production quickly. There's no impact on development in terms of now we can't work on that page or we have to wait or we have to do double dual maintenance. So a lot of those things come into play, but that's really, again, understanding the technologies that are used and what options are available. And that is something that we do is we, we think about that, you know, what, 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 how can we help our client achieve the goal that they need in the most efficient way possible? It's not just, you know, a bull in a China shop trying to break things apart. It's really, you know, uh, uh, surgical. They would have to um, maintain two copies of their source code, you know, for the techies out there, two copies of their source code, their current system, because they can't stand in place. They can't do they, they can't do nothing while the while the newer software is being written. 
So any changes in one would then have to be done, you know, done in another. If you've tested that already, at least do you know your unit testing, you'd have to test me again. So it, it becomes totally unmanageable. Uh, and that's part of our process. We dig a lot deeply. We don't look at the surface and say, oh, you want it to work in Internet Explorer? We have to rewrite it. You know, and that's, you know, that's all I do. I don't I don't think about what I do. I just, you know, if it's old, rewrite it as opposed to, OK, what's in the best interest of the client long term? And how do we and, and we do that by simply digging deeply into what needs to be done, be it technical issues, be it business processes. You know, how do we make how do we make what you think you, what you need done better and more cost effective? It's a great analogy, Abe, where you say kind of surgical and it's the difference between, you know, a scalpel and a chainsaw to get things done. And part of what I hear you guys saying is the ability to customize so that nobody is the same as anybody else. And what a small business might be facing is different from what a huge, you know, hospital enterprise is facing. And it's your capacity to explore, dig in, do a lot of strategic thinking before you ever start smashing code around to better understand the outcomes desired, the problems that are being faced, what the future, what what great looks like, what success looks like. I think that's a really important perspective to have, even as we back up into being business leaders who have to think about this stuff. You know, what does a year from now or three years from now look like if you aren't making this up, upgrade, if you aren't making these updates? It isn't going to go away. It isn't going to get any better. You know, things are just going to adapt and change. Do you have one sort of key piece of advice if I'm out there and I am one of these people who have been slow to make the upgrade or I know I've got issues and I've just been putting off or I think it's going to be really expensive? Is there one small first step, best first step that I should be making? Call us. Call us. <laughs> We're happy to talk to you. We're happy to provide advice, you know, and uh, uh we do it all the time. You know, if we can help you, great. If it, you know, if it turns into an engagement, you know, even better. It's a great point because there are experts out there who do this stuff all day. You don't need to be one of them to know that you've got an issue and somebody else can help you along. Guys, great conversation today. And we're just digging into this. We've got a few more conversations we're going to have around legacy software, and I'm excited to dig into that. Thanks for a great conversation today. Great. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for IsAware, and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. IsAware is powered by Intersoft Associates, who believes the more you know about your IT, the better. Visit us at intersoftassociates.com and schedule your free consultation to talk about how custom software can help your business.